Um, and uh, speaking of Louis Herman Watt, he can lead the charge. Now, Louis, we've got a very, 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 very special guest joining us. You're in the mothership in Auckland. Don't look behind you. There's a massive photo of Ian Smith who looks like he's about to whack you across <laughs> the head. How are you, mate? Yeah, the, the godfather just uh, staring down with his disapproving <laughs> gaze. <Yeah. laughs> It's, a, it's incredible what they've been able to do to that photo. They, he, he, he looks chuffed. He looks, he looks, he looks like a proud. <laughs> he looks like a proud dad looking down at you, his son, his disciples. He is the doyen. <laughs> uh, yeah, thanks, Daniel. We've got a massive Friday show. But as as you'd know, um, for the last, let's call it the whole of twenty twenty four and summer twenty twenty three, a lot of us have just been looking towards this weekend. The twenty seventh of January is going to be a historic day for New Zealand sport and New Zealand racing because. Well, we get the the rebirth, we'll call it, the reimagining, the relaunch of New Zealand thoroughbred racing proper uh, at Ellerslie, a track that's been redeveloped. There's so many moving parts. Um, the wagering aspect of it entains injection into our industry. Yeah, the, the work that ATC and Paul Wilcox and his team and his board have done at, at Ellerslie, rebuilding a track fit for purpose, the, the injection of stakes, uh, what our breeders have been able to do over the last few years, again, just paving the way for international and domestic success. And because of all of that, we've got a celebration of racing this weekend when the Caracamillions, or the TAB Caracamillions, launch, and they will launch. It'll be sent Ellerslie tomorrow night. With all of that comes some um, exposure internationally and right now we're going to catch up with the executive GM at Racing Victoria, Matt Welsh, because well, Racing Victoria is an organisation that's had its, uh, its stuff together for a very long period of time and, and they've had uh, innovations such as the All-Star Mile that we've been able to gaze across at and look at and try and really chase and, and see what they were doing and see how we could model ourselves off it. Now there's a beautiful tie-in here with a couple of these Karaka Millions races being winning your in races for the All-Star Mile. So Matt's here for tomorrow, and he's jumped in studio with us today. So morning, mate. Great to see you. Good to be with you, Louie. Good to be in New Zealand. Is it? It is. It is. I'll tell you what, I took a walk uh, last night down to uh, a harbour. It was absolutely magnificent. We had a, a nice Italian dinner looking over the water. So apart from the uh, the noisy air conditioner at the hotel last night, I've got to say uh, it's been 10 out of 10 thus far. Okay, so noisy air conditioner. Uh, right. Well, uh, we can't do much about that. No, the hotel did. They changed my room at 2am, so that was a positive. And oh, uh, from there oh on good. in, it was a, a good night's sleep, but a bit of a battle till then. Okay, 2am. So that's interesting. All right, I wouldn't have picked you as a sort of bloke to change your room at 2am. <laughs> But that, that's fine. That's all right. <laughs> there weren't too many options. It was uh, getting noisier and noisier. And after trying to put up with it yeah. for a while, yeah. I was watching a bit of the trackside preview of Caracamillions Millions night, I think, sure. at about 1.30. So sure. I was enjoying that. Uh, but after trying to put up with it for a while, I just thought, no, nah, bugger this. I'm going to uh, ring the front desk and see what they can do. And uh, they were very accommodating, okay. I must say. Well, that's the, that's the New Zealand spirit. We'll do, it is. We'll do yep. anything to service an Australian. Seriously, we, we, we love having you guys here. He's um, Matt has brought in an incredible uh, miniature statue, essentially. It's the All-Star Mile trophy. You're lugging it around in a massive suitcase. And I guess th- you wouldn't be here with that without our whole racing landscape changing. So before we get to the All-Star Mile, I mean, it's more pertinent to our audience here to, to get... 
I guess, the context and uh, your impressions of what has changed in our landscape over the last while? Because obviously in your past life as a broadcaster, you've watched plenty of New Zealand racing, you've probably bet on plenty of New Zealand racing, but it's not the case for heaps of Australians. No, it's not, but uh, there's no doubt there's been a resurgence, at least watching from the outside in New Zealand racing. And I suppose a lot of that probably has to be attributed to Entain coming into the marketplace. And it's something that Australian racing has benefited from over the last 10 or 12 years. Uh, a bunch of corporate bookmakers fighting for market share, innovating, marketing the sport really well. So we've been the beneficiaries of that, and that's brought about a lot of growth in Australia and, and particularly in Victoria. And I suppose uh, the the arrival of Entain in New Zealand has seen some of that translate over to your market. Uh, you've got some wonderful content pieces being created by Entain. They're fabulous at doing that. And and obviously they've made a significant commitment to the industry by way of prize money and, and by way of coverage. So from the outside, it looks like New Zealand racing is going from strength to strength. Uh, the announcements that were made during the week of uh, the new slot race for next year and, and the big Champions Day, obviously something that we certainly stood up, stood up and took notice of. Uh, so, yeah, it's pleasing to see New Zealand racing um, strengthening, as I said, because... You know, it's not only is it important for New Zealand as a country to have a strong racing product, it's also very important for Australia. Uh, New Zealand has provided uh, some of the best jockeys, some of the best trainers and some of the best horses uh, to Australian racing, not just over the last 5, 10, 15 years, but over a number of decades. So uh, it's great to see. Um, looking forward to getting to the races at Ellerslie tomorrow night. I thought the track looked in super order uh, for the first meeting back a couple of Sundays ago and uh, actually about to head out straight after this and have a bit of a walk and tour of the facility so very much looking forward to that yeah that's awesome to hear man and uh, look from my perspective and lots of other Kiwi racing enthusiasts' perspective, we just wanted a seat at the table for a long period of time. But we were crazy. We knew we couldn't have a seat at the table unless our backyard was in order. And and now with this, the, the I guess the amalgamation of a calendar that makes more sense, a summer series, more prize money, all of a sudden I, I can't wait to watch New Zealand racing actually work with the states in, in Australia to make sure that we fit in with you so things like the All-Star Mile can become part of our horizon and, and our aspirational kind of calendar landscape as well. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, as I say back home, when we talk about other states uh, and, and other jurisdictions in Australia, we need to work together as a racing product because the re- reality is we're competing against a range of other sports for mm. people's eye- people's eyeballs. We're competing against a range of other leisure activities. And it's a bloody competitive landscape to get people to tune in to bet on and to attend your events uh, we're right up against it so we do need to work together and, and a strong racing product nationally in Australia but also internationally including New Zealand who obviously the time zone for Australia and vice versa works really well is vital and uh, we'll all thrive if we work together and have a, a really strong racing product so it is it is good to see and it's exactly why we were keen to partner with um, New Zealand Racing with the All-Star Mile winning your in-races for both the three-year-old uh, Karaka Millions and also the new uh, Aotearoa Classic which you know, is going to be headlined by a superstar mare in Legato tomorrow Oh gee was cannot wait to see her unleash. I was at Alice a couple of weeks ago when uh, she let down in the middle of the track and it's just it's a sight to behold Maybe, like your aircon scenario and the, the, the kindness of Kiwis, maybe New Zealand racing, maybe we're the magic potion to, to stop the feuding. Maybe a little splash of Kiwi spirit into the Australian market, Matt, and everyone will just be nice to each other. 
Oh, we'll wait and see. Uh, maybe it will be the, the key tonic. But uh, no, no, look, it, as I said, it's fantastic to see. And she was brilliant first up, Legato. Uh, that was a dominant win down the centre of the track, made a mess of her rivals. I don't know, you're a good form student. Is the dollar fifty value tomorrow? Well, I don't agree with the bookies paying it out because I think that <laughs> goes against the spirit of racing. I was with some of the Intain TAB crew last night and I gave them a bit of stick about that. I said, that's not a lot of fun. I think we all know why they've done it. Uh, but... You know, she she will win if if she. I mean, last year she was a horrid hard, hard luck story. Five yeah. five back the rail and couldn't win from there. So with any luck, and I dare say, we're here to talk about the All Star Mile, so we may as well rip in. It's been reimagined. I was at the All Star Mile when Melody Bell. It was the COVID All Star Mile. We were there, Luke and Ben with BGP boys. We turned up and we had a great time. A racing Victoria put on a function in the Crown for us and. It was um, champagne galore, and it was a hell of a lot of fun. That was a different version of the All-Star Mile. That was a voting system, which was very innovative at the time. We've changed. You're now a winning, you're in, wildcard type of race. Um, Give us the logic, and I'll throw you this one, and you, you can explain it. But clearly the voting system... It, it didn't end up working. Oh, it certainly worked to a degree. There's no doubt about that. I think uh, after five years, we did a significant review of the All-Star Mile, and that was across a range of teams at Racing Victoria and a working group that I didn't actually sit on, but uh, obviously um, had some discussions with throughout, decided that it wasn't 100% achieving the original goal, which was to get new fans into racing and to get more 18 to 34-year-olds involved in the sport. So when you have a voting system, you have... you demand of your voters that they have an, a knowledge of racing already or a degree of knowledge of racing already. So we decided to break that barrier down. So now the competition that we'll run in Australia, which will be for 14 of the 16 owner ambassador slots, will just be a simple competition entry, name, email address, a couple of other details, and then 14 lucky owner ambassadors will be pulled out of that draw and then they'll be assigned a horse each in the race and really pleasingly um, Auckland Thoroughbred Racing are running a competition for New Zealand owner ambassadors so I think there's two spots up for grabs Uh, you can enter that competition on their website I think it closes on Sunday so there'll be two Kiwi winners coming over to the All-Star Mile getting the first class treatment and also being assigned a couple of horses uh, hopefully the Kiwi horses should they turn up uh, after Saturday but that was one of the reasons the other one was to give some certainty to trainers. So some of the feedback we were getting from trainers was, well, the voting ends quite close to the race uh, and then there's the, the wild cards. There's a bit of uncertainty as to whether we get a run. So it's hard to plan our preparations out. So we said, okay, we'll try and give you some more certainty. Uh, the win and your in races are set. We've already announced a couple of wild cards. So Mr. Brightside and also Alligator Blood were announced. They know they're heading to the race. And over the next few weeks, we'll announce some more wild cards. So it sort of served a couple of purposes. And I also think from a a racing perspective, it ensures the best quality field as well. And and that's something we want to ensure we have. Uh, It's like anything in racing. You're trying to strike the the finest of balances between keeping connections and trainers happy, um, making sure they can peak their horses, but also trying to engage an audience and a punter. And as far as I could tell, the All-Star Mile was designed to bring fans and racing punters to the horse and to the race. Trying to connect, trying to bridge that gap, which I just thought was a wonderful endeavour. And 
you, you again, you're, you're trying to strike that balance here. To me, it makes sense. You're winning your in races. As far as I can tell, we've got Magic Time abounding, Mr. Brightside, Alligator Blood. I don't know if the other two are confirmed, but you've got four horses and there's plenty to play for. Have you had good feedback? Are the punters, have they resonated with the new kind of strategy? I think the feedback's been generally positive. Uh, certainly haven't had a lot of negative feedback, and that's something you're very quick to get in racing. Uh, if uh, people think you've made a blue, then they'll let you know very quickly. So I think overall, the, po- the feedback has been positive. Uh, we got some good cut through on the Gold Coast with the Magic Millions winning your in-race up there. The trophy made an appearance throughout the week at the sales, and we made presenta- uh, presentation on the race day and uh, significant integration into broadcast so that's important mm. we want to have the all-star mile ever present throughout you know the late um, uh, summer period of the previous year and then into the autumn of the uh, the year that the race is being run so uh, I think it is working to date obviously uh, we haven't run an addition under this new these new conditions so we'll wait and see how it plays out at Caulfield on March 16 but I think it's all heading in the right direction. Uh, Matt in your opinion is the all-star mile the premier uh, Melbourne Victoria uh, autumn event is it is that what Racing Victoria want it to be, the, the creme de la creme, the, the little crown jewel of the autumn in Victoria? We've got a few grand finals, I think, in the autumn. Uh, the All-Star Mile, no doubt, in its first five years has has done a remarkable job. Uh, it's been the highest wagering turnover race of that festival of racing period each year. Okay. It's uh, rated well above the Group 1 standard each year of 115. So it's ticking a lot of boxes. Uh, another race I'm really excited about this festival of racing is the Australian Cup. Uh, so it's been relocated to now be two weeks after the All-Star Mile. 1,600 up to 2,000 for those wait-for-age horses just makes perfect sense. And my understanding is Legato is going to be one of the uh, the superstars there at Flemington at the end of March in that Australian Cup. But it's also shaping up really well. Uh, I always love the Blue Diamond. Uh, I love backing two-year-olds and following two-year-olds, lightly raced horses. Uh, that series really kicks off at Caulfield today with the Blue Diamond previews. And then you've got the uh, the Group 1 Blue Diamond on February 24. And then a fantastic series of sprints. Uh, the Lightning Stakes, 1,000 metres in Paratres will be kicking off there. Uh, the Oakley Plate for the Handicappers in the New Market, 1,100 and 1,200. And then uh, the William Reid, um, 1,200 in the middle of March. Wait for age again. I think in Paratrex will be seen there. So, yeah, we've got a, a nicely balanced festival of racing but uh, there's no doubt the all-star mile has become a pivotal um, point in that in that calendar okay so legato we are crossing well you'll be crossing your fingers and toes that she is in this race obviously um this, we've got a bit of work to do there i think yeah yeah it sounds like it but you know you're you're a man with many connections and, and many talents including i might need to lean on you i think louis if I'm, you can, I'm on uh, foreign soil here in new zealand <laughs> we can be allies if you can change a hotel room at 2am i'm sure you can get legato in the all-star mile the, the three-year-old races the, the interesting one. I mean, I assume there's weight dispensation. What, what do they carry in the All-Star Mile? Yeah, there a is. A, it's a weight for age race. So, so uh, 50 yeah, yeah they, they get their weight allowance. The three-year-old race here is super competitive tomorrow, I've got to say. It's a uh, belter. It is. It's a really good race. Um, I'm looking forward to it. I, I haven't had a close look at the form, but I'd be interested in your thoughts on who might be winning that ticket into the All-Star Mile. Well, look, at the thing that's going to be hard... Like in all honesty, Matt, I'm not here to. We don't want to fluff you for no, for no, for the sake of it. Look, the thing that's going to be tricky is a couple of those fillies, Molly Bloom and Orchestral. Their connections are we thinking vineries. Their connections yeah. are we thinking Group One status for value and broodmare value. So the, then, this is part of your job. This is probably the tricky part of your job. How do we allure? How do we? How do we lure these? 
these connections that would want traditional racing black type on their page to come to a, a new race. And, and I assume that's something in conversations that take up a lot of your job. It, it, that's a challenge with the All-Star Mile particularly. And, and we, we love having three-year-olds in the race, but it has been a challenge throughout. Mystic Journey, of course, uh, was in one of the early um, All-Star Miles. But we would love to see a three-year-old or, or multiple three-year-olds in this year's edition, obviously, hopefully kicking off with uh, the winner of the Caracas Millions this week. But it, there's no doubt there is a, a significant amount of attraction to those stakes races. Races, which is good because you know, we have it. So a lot of them as well. And, yeah, and, and you, that's right. We need we need uh, integrity in our black type races. Uh, the pattern is really important. We've got some challenges with the pattern back home with uh, it currently in abeyance, essentially. But hopefully there'll be movement on that over the next couple of months. But uh, mm. look, that 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 is that pattern is extremely important to racing and I completely understand when um, you know three-year-olds want to head down that stakes path and we've got plenty of options for them should they choose to do so. Uh, beautiful Australian guineas a couple of weeks before um, the All-Star Mile at Group 1 level as well over the 1600 for the three-year-olds. So yeah, and hopefully we'll see a horse like a Crochetti over there for a, a race like that. Well, here's one for you. Just It's just kind of occurred to me. So the All-Star Mile, the other element is it changes around your tracks, doesn't it? So it's Caulfield this year? Yeah, it is, yeah. So there's a horse in the, the three-year-old Caracamillion, TAB Caracamillion's three-year-old, who at the moment, well, there's a couple, but there's one in particular that gets up on the speed, bowls around, very hard to knock, knock over, three in a row, pin dragon. Mike Maroney, he has the barn there. He's got the Flemington stables. He's got the, the know-how to win those big races. Caulfield, three-year-old, lightweight, on-pace runner. Going to be very well suited. Very well suited. And no doubt if he crosses the line first, I'll be having a, a stern chat to Mike Maroney straight th- after the race. Assuming he's over here. I assume he's over here. Oh, of course he'll be buying squillions of dollars worth of blood <laughs> stuck out at Caracas. So, yeah. that, look, something like that. One of those geldings that, that would be suited to, uh, to a Caulfield with a lightweight. I think it's wonderful. I think the connection, the relationship building, what we can offer in inverse, I, I just think, like, you got to understand, for me and for other racing tragics, it's quite surreal to have an all-star mile sitting here in a New Zealand racing studio talking about our big day and how we can benefit you. Like, for yeah. a long time, it's been, oh, look at the big brother, like, which still is, but yeah. it's, like, aspirational. The fact we can work together, it's a very, very special weekend, Matt. Yeah, and I think that's really important, and it's something we're conti- we're committed to continuing to work on, no doubt about that. We've got... Um, Saturday's meeting being broadcast on racing.com, the Victorian channel. Uh, And we had Group 1 Racing, I think, the last couple of weekends um, beaming into uh, into Victorian or Australian. It's a national free-to-air network. So that's been fantastic having um, New Zealand Racing on racing.com. And and we'd like to see more of that. So there's no doubt we want to see the relationships go from strength to strength. It's important for New Zealand Racing. It's important for Victorian Racing. And I think there's about 5 million people in New Zealand, isn't there? Uh, something like that, yeah, similar sort of sheep, size to Victoria. Uh, we, what's the what's the human to sheep ratio? Someone double eight, double three. <laughs> I always forget it. Uh, the, the population's kind of all over the place of the. These days, but someone will correct us. Yeah, it's and, and for us, you know, that's that's an audience that we'd like to see engaging Victorian racing. It, it's beamed into New Zealand at a fantastic time, and conversely, um, obviously, Victorians love to have a bet on New Zealand racing, um, particularly at sort of nine ten o'clock in the morning. There's plenty of it on offer, so I think the relationship works both ways. Uh, we get on extremely well with the guys from Antain. Uh, we know exactly what they're capable of, and I think New Zealand racing is in very very good hands with them uh, controlling the TAB. 
be. And uh, yeah, I look forward to seeing what happens over the next couple of years. Okay, Matt. Well, I was at dinner last night with a couple of your previous contemporaries, and and they said to me, "Gee, was this bloke used to be able to tip? Like he was oh, a he, he was a he was a wizard on the punt. That's what they reckoned." So you've got some blue diamond D type races today at Caulfield, which is fantastic on a Friday. A bit of Metro Victoria action. So everybody's listening. We're on tender hooks. The, the former tipping wizard, does he still have it? What do you got for us? Yeah, I took a, a good look at the jump outs over the last couple of days. See, told so, you. We've got a student no, well, here. Yeah, the good thing is I'm not coming back in next week. So <laughs> right or wrong, um, I'll leave with my head held high at this stage. But uh, the Phillies <sighs> is the first division. So 4.30, I think it is New Zealand time, uh, 2.30 Victorian time. Race three, yes. Race three. So there's a couple. I, I'd happily back a couple of them here. I think uh, the toppy Hayasugi. Jamie Carr in the saddle for Clint McDonald. Recent trial was outstanding uh, at Cranbourne. And the form behind Bold Bastille on debut, I think that is the top-level two-year-old form in Victoria. Uh, that race was held on Cox Plate Day. So Hayasugi, I think, probably the horse to beat. The other one I quite like, uh, Anthony and Sam Friedman have got a couple in this race. They're, they're lethal when it comes to Blue Diamonds. I like the outsider there too in, in uh, mind, or the outsider of the three, I should say, in mind shift. I thought she trialled really nicely in preparation for this. Uh, she'll probably get back off speed, maybe not ideal over the 1,000 metres, but I think once they get to the, the 1,200 of a blue diamond, she'll be really strong late. So having to back Hayasugi and mind shift in the, in the fillies. And then in the Colts and Geldings, Blue Stratum will go like the wind out in front. Uh, he's trialled nicely at, at Caulfield on the Heath track, which is a new track that we're about to kick off in a, in a month or so's time there at Caulfield, the inner track. But the horse to beat here and being very well backed is High Octane. Uh, super trial in Sydney. Son of Deepfield, nice colt. Uh, Mark Zara in the saddle. He's riding at Caulfield today before he comes over to ride at Ellerslie tomorrow. Melbourne Cup winning jockey. Uh, I think all things being equal, he's going to be awfully hard to beat on debut. Has been well backed. I'd probably wait till closer to, to post time to place a bet if you want to have a bet on him. But uh, I think for Peter and Paul Snowden, he'll be hard to beat. And then the, one of the other features on the day today is the, the Manfred. Uh, we've got a number of really smart three-year-olds resuming. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think Stepati's trialled up beautifully uh, for this. Looks in terrific order for his return. Uh, Paul Preusker, of course, uh, developed a bit of a cult following last campaign. I think he's going to be hard to beat first up. So I think Stepati can strike fresh. Looking forward to both those previews of uh, the two-year-old Blue Diamond. I think, was it the Guineas Prelubri was trapped and just boxed on? And Yeah, really tough win. Yeah. Really tough win yeah. that day. He had, he had a setback. He was going to have another. I think he was going to head to the Coolmore uh, at the back end of last campaign. Had a little setback. But uh, that might be a benefit heading into his autumn three-year-old season. Well, you take this one with you because in the same race, uh, a horse that was trained by Alan Sharrick here and was very quickly sold. I think he was meant to be racing on the day. Then all of a sudden he was scratched, gone. One start, one win. Carbonados in... Yep the Bellardo gelding um, at, from Taranaki here in New Zealand. He'll be going close because he's a, a tough bugger and he's got a very good draw and a, the right stable who are going the right way. So They yeah. are. They are. The Hayes boys, they've done a terrific job, of course, headlined by an ex-Kiwi, Mr. Brightside, who's yes. been the flag bearer for the stable. But that was, I was out at Geelong the day he won first up in Australia. That was a uh, really good win. That was a, a metro level. So don't let the fact it was at Geelong fool you. That was a Saturday meeting and a very strong meeting. So he's got a big future in Australia. Matt? It's been a pleasure. Rory is hold text. On. Hold on, hold oh. on, hold on. Before we go, what's your best? I've got to go to Ellerslie tomorrow. I've got to pretend I know New Zealand form. 
Oh, What's going to make you're you asking look the wrong guy, mate? It's, you're <laughs> asking the wrong guy. <laughs> he was talking that's to that, me, not you. That's not nice of the that's producer. Yeah. Voice of the God. No, that's that's McCarty from down the line. Oh. <laughs> uh, um, look, it's easy. This one's simple. Because you you want to tip one in the big race, don't you, Finn? Yeah. So it's simple. You just go look. She's a ridden tycoon. Steve Davis said she was a steal. Call the call the police. He said. They've, they've robbed. They've robbed the Karaka Auditorium, the Sir Patrick Hogan Auditorium. They've robbed it. Go racing. She's rated three really nice races. They've had her on the up. She had a little bit of work just to tick her over early in the week. Marshy has trained a Karaka Million Two Year Old winner before. She gets J Mac. She gets the draw. She sits off them. She goes whooshka. I'll spit it out, man. Velocious. <laughs> All right, load up. I'll load the cannons tomorrow. <laughs> We did. I must say, we did pop into the casino quickly on the way home from dinner last night. Had a little, like a good little racing bit of, man. A little bit of success at the table, oh. so uh, we'll take that out to uh, Ellerslie tomorrow okay. and follow Co- you. Coffee's in. on, Matt. Guys, uh, Rory says, "Happy Australia Day to our Aussie friends." Can you play "Horses" by Daryl Braithwaite? Very appropriate. Absolutely, we can at some stage today because that's what Daniel would love to do. He loves that song more than anything else. So we will do that for you, Rory. Matt, it's been a pleasure. Thanks very much, Thanks, and uh, great to be here. Looking forward to a big day tomorrow. It will be. We'll see you then. That's wonderful. Daniel, and um, that is, that's just, what a great way to start a Friday show. Indeed, mate. Very well said. Uh, thanks again to, to Matt Welsh, uh, Executive GM of Racing Victoria. Now, 28 minutes after 9 o'clock, feel free to join us, 0800-150-811. Open line talk through to 10 o'clock. Sophie Devine after 10. Uh, double eight, double three if you want to get your text messages through on the Temper and Bear Post text machine. Back after this.